0: the good news is finally here friends listen to me this is serious business what the world needs today is jesus the bible says in john three sixteen that for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life and hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set, You free Bible prophecy edition. I'm Big Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Johnson, where we land, lie, and ministry. We thank you for being part of today's program. Today's program is an exciting one. We hope that you can be part of it. As we have titled this program, Egypt's Crumble, as we look at Ezekiel chapter 32. For those of you following us on social media, we'd love for you to share this program with your friends and family so that they can follow along with us. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer.
1: Lord Jesus, again, we thank you so much that uh, your word is a lamp to our feet and a light for our paths. We thank you so much as we study the book of Ezekiel, Lord, how we can learn about the spirit world, uh, what goes on behind the scenes, and we do thank you so much for everybody tuned in. Help us understand you better, Lord, in your precious and wonderful name. Amen.
0: Mm, amen. Again, you're tuned into a truth will set you free Bible prophecy edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. Our topic is that of Egypt's crumble. So stay tuned. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co host of the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, great to have you on. Great to be on,
1: brother. Hey, you know, it's funny, every time you say Egypt's crumble, I don't know why my family's got obsessed with crumble cookie. I don't know if you have those in Florida. They're, <laughs> they're popping up all over here in Texas, but uh, Egypt crumble and I immediately think of a cookie. I've been conditioned. <laughs> <haven't I? laughs>
0: Man, now I'm getting hungry for dessert. You should not have said that.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. My, my wife and children every week, they go to crumble cookie and this is an advertisement for crumble cookie, but they go every week and they look at what the weekly cookies are. And then they spend a small fortune for cookies and uh, we're, folks, we're not talking about Egypt crumbling like a cookie, although we are talking about the fall of Egypt prophetically. So in that respect, there is a little bit of crumbling there.
0: There we go. There we go. Oh, I'm glad you said that, Nathan. Of course, uh, we, we have exciting programs prepared for our listeners, Nathan. But maybe someone is new and they don't know how to get a hold of these programs or the past series that you and I have been engaged in.
1: Well, let's tell them then. Um, well, folks, you're you. Uh, joined us on The Truth Will Set You Free. It's the podcast outreach of Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry, and our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, Vic and I are both evangelists with the ministry, and uh, uh, we do this outreach in the hopes of uh, bringing people to know Jesus as their Savior, but also to get ex- them excited that Jesus Christ is coming back soon. So we want to be equipped for living in this day and age, and that's why we go through the Bible verse by verse. That's why Vic and I are going through the book of Ezekiel. Uh, If you're picking up midway with us, well, first we welcome you to joining us. Uh, If you want to get caught up, you can go to our website at christinprophecy.org. You can go under podcasts, and they're listed all there. If you're joining us through Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, through our RSS feed, or even pray.com, you can reach and get this podcast as well. We invite you to check us out on christinprophecy.org. We have our television program, Christ in Prophecy, as well as many articles, videos. Um, we have a newsletter you can sign up for, social media you can join. Uh, join this body of God, people studying Bible prophecy, getting excited about the Lord's soon return, and uh, growing in their faith. So, again, welcome.
0: Welcome. That's true. Thank you, Nathan. What a wonderful resource there is available for everybody who's a. Uh who's following us. And please share with your friends and family these resources as well so they can grow in their relationship with the Lord. So Nathan, exciting times as we have been making our way through the book of Ezekiel. And uh, you mentioned the reality of the spiritual realm that's really going on behind the scenes, whether it's in government, Ephesians chapter six speaks about rulers, powers, and principalities. And you and I have been seeing a glimpse of that in Ezekiel chapter 30 through 32, uh, there, as we were talking about Egypt and how the, the passages transition from speaking about a king such as Pharaoh uh, or the king of Babylon to then transition to the spiritual realm behind who's pulling the strings. Well, just in case someone wasn't uh, part of our previous programs, Nathan, as we were talking about Egypt, can you share with us a little bit about the background, what was going on there?
1: Okay, well, uh, bear in mind, this is 2600 years ago, so uh, this is the uh, ancient Middle East and the nation of of Judah, which uh, is capital is Jerusalem, is falling to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon uh, for repeated in the earlier chapters in Ezekiel. We read about the repeated sins and rebellion of Israel and how God would chastise them with exile into the land of Babylon. Uh, But now we're into the last 10 chapters or so. And the nations surrounding Israel that rejoiced in their destruction, God says, well, because you've rejoiced in Judah's destruction, I'm going to bring Nebuchadnezzar against you. And so we read about the three nations to the west of of Judah, which is Ammon, Moab, and Edom. And then we read about Gaza. Then we went north into what is today Lebanon with Tyre and Sidon. And now we're as the nation of Egypt's being addressed. And if you remember, Egypt held the Jewish people in slavery for 400 years. That's amazing when you think about it. I mean, our nation hasn't even been around 400 years. The, uh, But, you know, the new world has barely been explored for 400 years. And so, but the nation of Israel grew out of that. And the Egyptian people oppressed the, the nation of Israel for many centuries. And unfortunately, the Israelites would run to Egypt for help. Uh, they go to their frenemy uh, instead of going to the Lord. And the Lord says, hey, enough's enough. I'm going to judge you, Egypt. So for the last four chapters, we've been reading about God's judgment on Egypt but he also particularly points out pharaoh and as he's bringing condemnation on pharaoh for for his pride and his belief that he is a god it transfers to satan we actually start reading about aspects that aren't of a man but of a demon and that's it's satan so we're we're reading not just the destruction of Egypt as a nation but The Bible's peeling away like an onion, and we're seeing the spiritual world behind it, the satanic influence behind it, and how God is really judging the demonic world behind these human governments.
0: Nathan, that is fantastic. And as we continue to look, at Ezekiel chapter 32, we're going to see again, according to scripture, uh, the destiny of these uh, uh, rulers that are against God's people, if you will. And we're going to get a little bit into a subject matter that uh, might seem a a bit negative to some, because we're going to be talking about a subject matter that we don't always focus on, but it has to do with with, the Uh, where those that are separated from God will end. Uh, The Bible talks about a place called Sheol or hell or the pit. But anyone who has entrusted in God, the reality is they're going to be separated from him forever. So this chapter will be a little bit heavy at times because it's going to talk about the destination uh, of those that are doomed, of these nations that have come against God's people. And we're going to notice at least six groups that are mentioned here in chapter 32 regarding their destiny and also their doom. So it it will not only mention Pharaoh in Egypt, but we'll see other nations that have come against God's people and where their destiny lies. And Nathan, that's what separates Christianity uh, from so many other religions is that we have a hope, we have a future, we know our destiny, we know that we're going to be with God. John chapter 14, verses 1 and 2 uh, clearly states, Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And, 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 and the Lord says that where he is, we will be there also. And that is the destiny of the believer. Those who have placed their trust in Christ. But then the reality is that the Bible also talks about the wicked and where they're going to end up. And as we look here today, At Ezekiel chapter 32, there, beginning on verse 17. Uh, We're going to see uh, what what the Bible has to say. Uh, It's going to, um, uh, if you will, where, where the people that haven't trusted God have come against them, where they're going to end up. So Nathan, would you be able to open us up there by reading for us chapter 32, verses 17 through 21, in case someone doesn't have a Bible so they can follow along with us?
1: Starting in verse 17, it came to pass also in the 12th year, on the 15th day of the month that the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, wail over the multitude of Egypt, and cast them down to the depths of the earth, her and the daughters of the famous nations, with those who go down to the pit. Whom do you surpass in beauty? Go down, be placed with the uncircumcised. They shall fall in the midst of those slain by the sword. She is delivered to the sword, drawing her and all her multitudes. The strong among the mighty shall speak to him out of the midst of hell with those who help him. They have gone down. They lie with the uncircumcised, slain by the sword.
0: Mm. Like I said, Nathan, right, this is a, a, a pretty powerful passage because it just paints a picture of the reality of where these individuals are going to end up in. There's a story in the New Testament of Lazarus and the rich man. And Lazarus died and he went to Abraham's bosom and so the rich man died. And the Bible talks about that he was separated from God into this place of torment. And here it speaks about this pit. It speaks about this hell, the separation
1: from God. Yeah, a lot of people assume that uh, if you've rebelled against God or you haven't done enough good things, then you're you're going to be sent to the place called hell, a, a place of fire and weeping and gnashing of teeth. And the Bible does make that case that, yes, there is a lake of fire. There is an e- eternal hell. But that's not the first destination of the damned those who uh, have died in unfaithfulness and uh, without repentance, they will go to a place called Hades. Uh, the Old Testament calls it Sheol or Tartarus. It's a holding place of the damned. Uh, like you said, the book of uh, Luke describes it as a place that is really, it's interesting, it's got two compartments. There's on one side a place called Torments. And those who've died in unfaithfulness, there they go, and they sit in darkness, and there's the pain and the weeping and the gnashing of teeth. And they wait to be resurrected at the great white throne judgment at the end of time, where the Lord will then judge them for their sins and uh, and their works. And since they're lacking the work of Jesus Christ dying on the cross, they never accepted him as Savior, they will then be transferred and sent into the lake of fire, and as we'll read later, even Hades itself will eventually be thrown in the lake of fire. But between that is a deep chasm called the pit. It's the bottomless pit. We'll find out that during the millennial kingdom, Satan will be banished there. And on the other side, which you can't cross from one side to the other, was called paradise. So those who died in faith believed in God. They, When they died, they went to paradise. And there they waited until the ultimate sacrifice was given, Jesus Christ on the cross, And when Jesus died, during those few days that he was in the grave, he went and led captives free, so to speak. He led those out of paradise up to heaven. So now that when we die and we're saved, when we die, we will go up to heaven. We don't make that stop in paradise anymore. So all that's left of Hades right now is probably either an empty paradise, but definitely a bottomless pit. And by the way, there's many demons which we read about in the book of Revelation are are stored there. And there's also that place torments and so if, if you haven't accepted jesus as your savior and you die as soon as you're dead that's where you'll be brought by the angels to a place called torments and there you will wait till final sentencing at the great white throne judgment all these places mm. the bible makes a case very real
0: very real nathan and, and you know it, it, and this is why this is a, a very important uh, topic and message especially for those of you that are tuning in that you will want to pay close attention to. The thing is that today people want the easy way uh, to things. They don't want to pay the price. And it's much like Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 through 14, where Jesus says, enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few uh, who find it. And Christianity, right, Nathan, is not easy. Uh, uh, Some people want to paint it, but it is worth uh, taking that route, if you will, because as we look at the world today, it seems everybody wants to go to Broadway. And that's kind of like a joke, but that's the reality. The Broadway is what leads to destruction. And the narrow way, uh, the difficult road sometimes, is what leads to life. And the prophet Ezekiel had a choice to make, he could have followed the easy way out or he could have followed the the path uh, that uh, really uh, sometimes brings about persecution. And and I'm glad that he chose that path because now he's able to lead his people in the right direction by saying to them where those that come against God are going to end up in. So, Nathan, this is a, a very important passage.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know, Jesus said in John 14, 6, he said, I am the way the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. So that means then that there is only one way to have our sins forgiven and be reconciled to the Father, and that's through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. When we put our faith and trust in Jesus as our Savior, our sins forgiven, and we're reconciled with God. As John 3.36 says, the wrath of God is satisfied. That's the narrow path that Vic is talking about. Uh, Very few people are willing to give their lives over to Jesus. They, they love the things of this world. Uh, the Bible calls them children of darkness, not of light. Uh, they love the sin sins, the, the pleasures. the you know. Even though they're, <clears throat> the pleasures and the, the benefits of this life are so small and compared to the eternal wonders ahead, they cling to that, they cling to the rebellion against God. Uh, they die in their pride. And as we said, they are eventually sent to torments where they wait for final judgment. And so <laughs> it's a good analogy. Isn't a good, the way the Lord compared between the broad way, which most people take and the narrow way, which few people take. And that is a shame when you think about it. Vic, there's about 8 billion people on this planet, you know, maybe a few billion over the last 6,000 years. And of those billions, how many are we gonna discover are actually gonna be in heaven for all of eternity? you know, a very small percentage of those billions.
0: Nathan, and it's a scary thought. The reality is that everybody seems to think that they're going to go to heaven. Nobody wants to consider uh, that awful place called hell. Again, as we mentioned, that hell was really made for Satan and his demons. It was not made for individuals, but as individuals turned their back on God, they kind of made their choice. These nations here that came against God's people they sort of made their choice. They they decided which direction they were going to go. They were going to go against God. People persecute His people, and God says, "Listen, this is going to be your destiny if you come against me." So we spoke about the destiny of the first group there, Egypt, in verses 17 through 21. Then we're going to look now at groups number two through groups number five of these other nations and where their end will be. So Nathan, I'm going to pick it up in verse. Uh, 22 through 25, and if you don't mind, if you can pick it up in verses 26 uh, through 30, as we look at the next groups and also their destiny, as we consider here Ezekiel chapter 32. Picking it up in verse 22, we notice it says, Assyria is there, and all her company with their graves all around her, all of the slain fallen by the sword. Her graves are set in their, in in the, uh, uh, excuse me, recesses of the pit, and her company is all around her grave, all of them slain, fallen by the sword, who caused terror in the land of the living. Verse 24, there is Elam and all her multitude all around her graves, all of them slain, fallen by the sword, who who have gone down uncircumcised to the lowest parts of the earth, who caused the terror in the land of the living. Now they bear their shame with those who go down into the pit. In verse 25, they set their bed in the midst of the slain with all their multitudes, with all their graves all around it, all of them uncircumcised, slain by the sword. Though their terror was caused in the land of the living, yet they bear their shame with those who go down to the pit. It was put in the midst of the slain. All right, pick it up uh,
1: 26 through 30. There are Meshach and Tubal and all their multitudes with all their graves around it and all of them uncircumcised slain by the sword. Though they cause their terror in the land of the living, they do not lie with the mighty or fallen of the uncircumcised who have gone down to hell with their weapons of war. They have laid their swords under their heads, but their iniquities will be on their bones because of the terror of the mighty in the land of the living. Yes, you shall be broken in the midst of the uncircumcised, and lie with those slain by the sword. There is Edom, her kings, and all her princes, who despite their might, are laid beside those slain by the sword. They shall lie with the uncircumcised, and with those who go down to the pit. There are the princes of the north, and all of them, and all the Sidonians, who have gone down with the slain, in shame at the terror which they caused by their might. They lie uncircumcised with those slain by the sword and bear their shame with those who go down to the pit.
0: Mm. And Nathan, we see here over and over again, again, the the destiny of these nations that have rebelled against God and come against God's people. And it's clearly here. The destiny is the pit, the place of hopelessness, the place that is, uh, again, uh, uh, separated uh, from God's will. And and the shame that comes with this, and, and that's why when you and I speak about this, we sort of like do it with tears in our eyes, because this is not the place that God intended for people to go to.
1: No, not at all. Uh, this was the punishment was, a, like you said, made for Satan and his demons. But when mankind sinned, we fell under that punishment as well. And so what the Lord is, is showing here is that, hey, you've got all these mighty nations and people groups and empires, but where do they end up? I mean, who's heard of Assyria nowadays, right? Who even knows where Assyria is? Well, Assyria, with its capital of Nineveh, is in northern Iraq today. But at one time, Nineveh, as we read in the, uh, uh, the book of Jonah, you know, remember God had compassion for the people of Nineveh. He sent uh, Jonah to bring them this message. And though Jonah went a circuitous route, God got him there eventually, and the people repented. But 150 years later, by Nahum's time, the people would fall into evil again. And Assyria was destroyed by Babylon. The people destroyed, and where the people go, they get sent to Hades or to torments where they are waiting final judgment. So that's where we get Assyria. We get to Elam. Uh, now, uh, Elam's modern equivalent would be kind of southwest Persia, or today we know it as Iran. So Elam here doesn't cover all of the lands of, of Iran today, but it, it, a group of the people. And where is the mighty Elamites? Well, they don't exist today. They are destroyed. Their nation destroyed. Their people destroyed. And where does the Bible say? They go down with the uncircumcised. And when the Bible says uncircumcised, and you notice it goes, it says it again and again and again. It means those who are not just uncircumcised physically, but uncircumcised of the heart. In other words, they're not saved. They, they died in faithlessness and in, and in rebellion. And so we've got them too. Uh, Vic, I'm sure you know where Meshach and Tubal is, right?
0: Oh, Nathan, actually, I was going to start talking a little bit of highlighting that because we will be visiting these two nations again, especially when we go into chapter 37 and 38 of the book of Ezekiel.
1: Yes, but let's go ahead and let folks know where that is. Meshach and Tubal were nations within what today is modern day Turkey. So Meshach and Tubal were in Beth Tegarman as well. Were known at the time, but there is no Meshach and Tubal today. They are gone as well. They are Sent with the uncircumcised, slain by the sword. Uh, we get Edom, which was addressed in an earlier chapter in Ezekiel. The Edomites were the descendants of Esau. They lived near the Dead Sea on the western side, or excuse me, the eastern side of the Jordan River, and they don't exist anymore. They are gone too, although some try to make the claim that the modern day Edomites are the Palestinian peoples today. Um, that's very debatable, but some try to make that case, but they're gone as well. In previous chapters, we covered the Sidonians and the people from Tyre. They were destroyed as well. They don't exist anymore. There's modern equivalents, but the ancient peoples are there no longer. They were destroyed as well. So we see again and again that each of these nations that rejoiced over the destruction of Jerusalem, God is letting the Jewish people in exile know, hey, these nations that rejoiced in your destruction, God is still going to deal with them. He's not going to let these evil people go unpunished. And what a lesson for us today, Vic. I mean, we see terrible things going on in the world today. We see, for instance, Russia just destroying whole parts of Ukraine. Well, the Lord will deal with Russia. Matter of fact, when we get to Ezekiel 38 and 39, we're going to read about Russia's destruction. But there's many other nations around the world, evil nations, evil empires, that the Lord isn't going to let exist forever. He will step in and he will eventually deal with it.
0: Nathan, that's exactly, uh, uh, the, the, that, that's what we see here. It's just really incredible the way that they outline these groups of, of nations uh, and their destiny. And later on in Ezekiel, we'll be talking about the judgment of the nations. But I think here it's almost a, a division that is being made. It reminds me of what the Bible says in Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. Well, there's a division there made in someone because this is blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the paths of sinners, nor sits in the seats of the cornful, scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Nathan, I'm not sure if you have there your Bible handy in Psalm 1, but if you're able to read verses 4 through 6 for us as we talk about this separation here.
1: Yeah, well, the ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff, which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish
0: man Nathan, what a, what an amazing passage and we see this division here. Uh, it, you see as we as we get ready to the close as we get ready to close the chapter, we saw five different groups and then the sixth group there in uh, Ezekiel chapter 32 has to do with Pharaoh. Verse 31 says, Pharaoh will see them and be comforted all over his multitudes. Pharaoh and all his army slain by the sword says the Lord God. For I have caused my terror in the land of the living, and he shall be placed in the midst of the uncircumcised with those slain by the sword. Pharaoh and all his multitude says the Lord God. And that's their end, uh, Nathan. And that's the sad part here that today God is making a distinction. He wants you to be uh, the, the, the man that is blessed, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, And those who walk in the counsel of the ungodly, like you you mentioned for us there, Nathan, in Psalm 1 6, it is not so, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. And again, Jesus came to give life uh, to those that would turn to him, and he came to give you life abundantly. And that's why we call out to you right now, if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, there's still time for you to repent and turn to the Lord. Nathan, I know we only have about a minute left to the program, but might you be able to share with that individual that's being, that's part of this program right now that maybe doesn't have a relationship with the Lord and is contemplating starting one with him, how he, they can get started even right now?
1: Well, absolutely. Well, know, too, that when the Lord here is, is, as we read in the last two chapters, narrowing this down to the destruction of Pharaoh, he's talking not just about the Egyptians, but about the end of Satan and his minions. In other words, in the end, all of God's enemies will be put under his feet. We read in the book of Revelation how when Christ returns and the millennial kingdom ends, that, that there will be a great white throne judgment where God will resurrect all that have died throughout the ages in unbelief and will judge them based on their works. But like I said earlier, the work they're missing is the one that counts, the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. And they will be sent to the lake of fire, which the Bible calls the second death. That is hell. That is where where everything is consumed. Matter of fact, the Lord even sends Hades, this holding place, into it and destroys it as well. As we read a little earlier, it, it talks about the depths of the earth. So, it could be that that Hades, because there's a pit to get to it, it's it's in the center of the earth. We don't know. And maybe this lake of fire is a star, you know, because uh, stars burn with plasma and it looks like rivers of fire. Uh, but whatever they may be, these are real places. This is a reality. And for every person that's born we are born on that destiny to hell because we're born in sin we're born in rebellion against god and that's why we need a savior someone to save us from our sin save us from the just punishment which is eternal death and that's what jesus provided jesus christ came as a man died on a cross was buried and resurrected and beat death so that when we put our faith and trust in him our sins are forgiven and we're reconciled with Jesus Christ. If that's you, mm-hmm. if you have yet to accept Jesus as your Savior, don't delay. This life is the only time we have a chance to choose the Lord or not. Pray from your heart something like, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a Savior. I've been rebellious. I mean, I'm a sinner. I'm a rebellion against you. Lord, please save me from my sins. I want you to be the Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord will save you mm-hmm. of your sins, your guilt will be washed away and you will inherit eternal life with him.
0: Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Nathan, for sharing that. And if you accepted Christ, hey, let us know. Give us a call or text us at 305-992-9537. We would love to rejoice with you and welcome you to the family of God. Nathan, like always, it's always fun to do the program with you. We ran out of time for this segment of the program. So Vic Batista, and Nathan Jones saying goodbye, may the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you. We hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful week. The good news is finally here. Friends, listen to me. This is serious business. What the world needs today is Jesus. The Bible says in John 3, 16, that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life.